And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Orson Welles stars as The Shadow, and we'll find out who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Karen Carpenter songs, right, Lisa? That's right. And a Hollywood 360 in-studio guest, Greg Montagna, will tell us what the song is, hopefully, before I do. That's how you win, Greg. I understand. <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> I understand. Because I don't really but know. thank you for the explanation. I've only been doing this for 16 years. Who is the artist again? Uh, this... <laughs> I think it's Karen Carpenter. So the funny... Or the Carpenters. Yeah, so the funny story is I think that was one of the first albums that I got um, in the 1970s. It was from my grandma, and um, I got it from Target. From your Yammy? From my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. And What was her was... nickname? Just Grammy or Yammy or... Grandma. Okay. <laughs> grandma was grandma. Yeah. So anyhow, I've got some great Carpenter's tunes, ones I grew up with and know and love, and we're going to play a little clip. As soon as you know the title, shout it shout out. Shout it out. Greg... My bet is on you. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Here is the first clip. Why do birds suddenly appear? Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Nothing, guys. Come on. Just like me. Close to you. Close to you. Oh, oh I think I got it. Carl, Carl got you on that one. You were very close. Close to you is correct. Released in 1970, went on to become number one on the Billboard chart, written by Burbat, Bert Backrack and Hal David. Oh, I just, I just edged you out on that one, Greg. You got me. They long to be. Close Carl, to is your emotional you. side peeking out? It's like a sad song. <laughs> On the day that really you sad. were born, the angels got together, Lisa, you know the and words. decided to create a dream come true. <laughs> I'm trying to get a record deal out of this. Yeah, we'll keep trying. I mean, 16 years I've been trying to get a record deal out of this show. Well, so no far, one sings like So far, no there. one's calling. Tonight might be the night. Keep yeah. the phone out. You never five, know. Five. One, two, one, two. <laughs> one, two, eight, one, six, two. Seven, five, three, oh, nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the next song. Another hit from 1970. The sun. Yes. All right, Greg. Speak up. Say it with gusto. We only just. Begun. We've only just begun. Actually, is the right answer. Wow. It was written by Good Paul job. Williams. And get this: 
It was originally composed for a TV commercial for a bank. Did you I, know that? I thought you were going to say like Kodak or no, something. For like a that. bank. Uh, but bank. the Carpenters recorded a full version and it became a hit. I don't understand Just why a bank would choose this song, but I don't know. They want across the way to put money in there. Money in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they work. <laughs> wow. All right. So we're tied up, Greg. One to one. Yeah. All right. Here we one go. I like this next song released in 1971. Talking to myself and feeling old. No idea. Sometimes I'd like to quit. Raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> yeah. No. So close, though. To do but Clouds come something. Clouds come. Well, nobody Rainy got it. Rainy days and Mondays. It's, it's uh, too late. Nobody said it. Rainy days and Mondays. But I didn't oh. get it. Nobody got that. This song was written by Paul Williams and became another top hit for the Carpenters. Remember Paul Williams, that little guy? Yeah. He was even shorter He's than like I am. You. He's He's shorter than like me. you, Carl. He was even shorter than me. I, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's possible. I don't think so. I don't know anybody shorter than <laughs> There's okay. <laughs> not. That's not very nice. But it's true. Come on, I'm 5'7". Yeah. On a good day. Yeah, if you're on your tippy toes. If I'm stretched with, out, I'm 5'7". With five, your, seven. you know, heel. Yeah. He's what are those called? Lips. With your lips. He's taller than Stallone. Yeah, see? Really? I'm taller than Sylvester Stallone, so how, there. How tall is he? He's like 5'6". See, there you go. they're about the same, he's, uh, but he's stronger. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's much stronger <laughs> he's than me. He's stronger. Plus, he's rocky. I mean, so. Oh, I know. I don't want to mess. He's one of my favorites. Stallone. You know him? <laughs> no, I wish I... I don't know him, but he's, <laughs> he's one of my nice favorites. be nice to all right, moving on. Next song, 1973. No idea. Written by Richard Carpenter. Every shingling to sing. 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 That's not the one, though. But that is a Karen Carpenter song. Not one of the choices, though. I don't know it. Coming. It can really make me cry just like before. And the title is right here. No idea. It's, it's yesterday, yesterday once, once more. more. <laughs> she didn't they didn't write that. Uh Richard Carpenter wrote it. Oh. I thought her brother. I thought Carl wrote it. Oh, well, I wish he had. He'd be uh, rolling in the dough right now. I would have known the name of the title if I was. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're still tied up, right? Yeah, you're tied, I think, one and one. So uh, this one's a little more upbeat, okay? 1973. Everything I want the world to be is now coming true, especially for me. It's clear. It's because you are here. You're the nearest thing to heaven. She's not on the bottom. She's on the top of the world. Top of the world. Uh, I give you half a point for that one. <laughs> top of the world. <laughs> a few minutes too late, but you got it. I don't think I got it. I think really. we're gonna make that one a watch. No, you could take it. Nah. Nah, not giving it to you. I wouldn't have got it if she wouldn't have said it's not the bottom. But not the bottom, but I would have never got it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, 
1973, also written by Richard Carpenter. Here is the last song. Oh, fine. Okay. There must be some words today. Please, Mr. Postman. Yes! Oh, Greg! That is exactly right. Now, here's the interesting fact about this song. It was originally recorded by the Marvelettes in 1961. Yeah. And it was covered by the Carpenters in 74. And, of course, another huge hit for the duo. Mr. Postman. Oh, Mr. Postman. Oh, yeah. I'm stop telling you, someone out there is going to sign me. Do you think? I'm, I think You're so. positive. Someone's right, well, going to call. You know what? It's really good to have a positive five, attitude. Five, five. <laughs> you, well, you keep Greg, up that attitude. You're the winner, buddy. I, yeah, great job. I can't job. believe this. I'm just, what does he win, Carl? Win bragging rights. There you go. Way to go. Bragging rights. Well, it's more than I came in here with. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Greg. And thank you, Carl. When we come back, we're going to tune in to Orson Welles as Lamont Cranston, alias The Shadow. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Whenever anyone asks me, like, well, what is your show about? You know, I say, well, classic radio. We play a lot of these classic radio shows, and they're, like, kind of looking at me. I go, you know, like, The Shadow. And they go, oh, yeah, The Shadow. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Like, everybody knows that. It's really interesting when you think about it because this show, The Shadow, was on the radio like 70 years ago. But people still, you know, remember, not not necessarily that heard the show back then, just somehow know what The Shadow is all about. Well, we're going to air an episode of The Shadow right now. And the very first actor that ever played Lamont Cranston, alias The Shadow, was the great Orson Welles. And Agnes Moorhead, you know, bewitched, you know, she was the lovely Margot Lane. On this particular episode, Margot Stevenson plays Margot Lane. But you'll hear Orson Welles as Lamont Cranston. This is called Murder on Approval from June 12th, 1938. Here's part one now of The Shadow. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. (laughs) The shadow knows. Ladies and gentlemen, to stay at the top and meet the competition of the underworld's keenest minds, the shadow has to be still better than any of them. And it's the same way with tires. For years, Goodrich Silver Towns have given motorists the real blowout protection of the Golden Fly. Now, like a true champion, Goodrich offers another important safety feature. 
the amazing new Lifesaver tread that gives you the quickest non-skid stops you've ever had. This new tread is specially designed to overcome the hazard zone of motoring, where a slippery film of water on the road may make complete command of your car almost impossible. Its never-ending spiral bars sweep the water right and left, force it out through the deep grooves, make a dry track for the rubber to grip. Wouldn't you be thankful for a tire like that the next time you're faced with a wet road emergency? Put Goodrich Silvertowns on your car now. The Shadow, Lamont Cranston, a man of wealth, a student of science, and a master of other people's minds, devotes his life to righting wrongs, protecting the innocent, and punishing the guilty. Cranston is known to the underworld as the Shadow. Never seen, only heard. His true identity is known only to his constant friend and aide, Margot Lane. Today's story, Murder on Approval. Dr. Kalanza, I have read your statement. Yes? Frankly, I am interested. I thought you would be, General. Otherwise, I never would have traveled so many thousand miles to see you. You say that you can infect a large number of persons with a deadly disease at will. Yes. That you can cause more deaths in an army than all the guns in the world. Your Excellency, once let loose, this disease would totally destroy an enemy's morale. With its aid... You can easily overcome any nation in the world. The general is already a ruler of the East. But he will not stop with his conquest. I am sure his excellency is planning to extend his powers even further. I can give him victory. What is this sickness you can spread, doctor? I am sorry. That I cannot divulge at this time. Uh, Nor the method of infecting the enemy, doctor. Nor that, your excellency. And only I know the cure. Dr. Colanza, your name is not unknown to us. You have been many things. Scientist, adventurer, spy. But you have not always been successful. General, may I suggest that you let me try an experiment on troops of your own choosing? Troops? I cannot sacrifice my men. If your disease is fatal... Not on your own soldiers, sir. But why not those of some other power? That is an idea. Soldiers of some country you would be glad to humiliate and hurt. Perhaps even invade. But we are not at war at the present time, Doctor. Does that matter? General, pick any spot in the world, any well-guarded garrison. And in two months, I shall have wiped out that garrison. Choose the spot for my experiment. But perhaps it would be better to choose some country you are interested in, yes? Yes. All right. We will select your guinea pig. Captain de Map. Yes, General. Here's the map. Kalanza, do you know this spot on the coast of the United States? Mm, No. But uh, that does not matter. It is one of their army bases. A splendid choice, General. It is well guarded, Doctor. All the better to prove my point. I will leave for America at once. In a short time, many American soldiers will die in their barracks. Then, if you wish me to destroy the whole army of the United States, I can do it for you. 
Good. Captain, you will make the arrangements with the good doctor, please, to purchase his little methods for murder on approval. So I've noticed, Margot. I think you've danced with every officer at the base. Oh, why not, Lamar? <laughs> the poor boys are due back inside the post at midnight. Awfully glad you could come tonight, Miss Lane. I don't get away from the base often myself. You'd be surprised at the trouble a couple of thousand men can manage to get into. Oh, trouble, Colonel? Yes, if it isn't one thing, it's another. Yesterday, what should crop up but some new fangled disease? Oh, a new disease? Oh, nothing serious, I hope. Is it catching? Well, nobody seems to know much about it. Fortunately, there are only a couple of cases. Dr. Harris isolated the sick men immediately, so the rest of us should be safe enough. Have I met Dr. Harris, Colonel? I think so. He's around someplace with a foreign doctor. Yes, the stocky, red-faced officer coming this way. Oh, yes, I see him. Harris promised to introduce his guest. Uh, evening, Dr. Harris. Uh, good evening, sir. Miss Lane, Dr. Nicholas Harris. How do you do? You do? We met at dinner, Doctor. Oh, uh, yes, yes, Mr. Cranston. Uh, Colonel, may I present my friend, Dr. Gregor Colanson? You're welcome, Dr. Colanson. Thank you, Colonel. Lamont, shall we dance? I'd love it, Margot. Will you excuse us, gentlemen? Uh, certainly, certainly. <laughs> well, how are those boys in the hospital, Doctor? Well, they seemed a little better when I left, sir. Good. Uh, get him to tell you about that, Dr. Colanson. A couple of soldiers have caught some strange disease. Really? Yeah, seems so. They're pretty sick, too. Oh, sorry, my wife is looking for me. I'll see you later. Yes. That's quite amusing. What? You are to tell me about this strange new disease. Shh, not so loud. Oh, nonsense. There's nothing to fear. No one knows anything about us, Harris. Unless you have done some talking. Is it likely I'd go around telling people that I was betraying my country? You are being well paid. I know, but... Nothing I... can happen, Harris. The disease is unknown. It strikes very quickly. And it is fatal within a week. Well, I had no idea when we started that I was handling such powerful germs. That's why I insisted on shooting antitoxin into you. Without it, we would both get the disease. No, I wish it were over. Oh, don't worry. In a few days, it will be. And you'll be a rich man, Harris. Yes, rich. <laughs> After all these years in the army. You broke the little glass bottles as I instructed? Yes, I dropped one of them in the barracks tonight just before I came away. There are enough germs in those bottles to kill a regiment. You will have some new cases shortly. Mm. Be careful. Here comes one of the lieutenants. The doctor. Doctor, have you seen Colonel Torrance? Why, uh, yes, yes, he's right over there. Oh, yes. You better come along, sir. You'll be needed. There's trouble at the base. Trouble? Yes, hurry, sir. It seems that our plan is going smoothly, Harris. Be quiet, will you? Get come me. on over to Colonel Torrance. Get me inside the base. All right, all right. Now keep quiet. Colonel Torrance. Yes? From the base, sir. Urgent. Uh, yes, Lieutenant. Let's have it. Here, sir. Let me see. Hey. I... Good Lord. What is it, sir? The whole barracks has come down with that confounded disease, Harris. Two hundred men. They're pretty bad, sir. It's an epidemic, sir. Yes, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. General order. All officers must report back to post immediately. Emergency. Yes, sir. The base is already under quarantine, sir. Good. Announce the recall from the bandstand. Right away, sir. Oh, uh, Colonel, perhaps Dr. Kalanza could give us a hand. We're going to need every doctor we can get. 
I would be delighted, Colonel. Well, very kind of you. So excited, Colonel. Uh, Cranston, you'll have to drive us back at once. The base is hit by an epidemic. Oh. An epidemic? Yes. Will you have room for Dr. Harris and Dr. Colanza? Certainly. listen to The Shadow with Orson Welles, I'm reminded of an interview, not that I conducted with, uh, with uh, Orson Welles, but an interview that I had with John Houseman, who was mm-hmm. his producer at the time. And John Houseman, when I interviewed him, he told me that Orson was such a busy radio actor at, in the 1930s and early 40s that, uh, and we've talked about this before, he used to hire ambulance drivers right. to take him from one studio to another so he wouldn't be stuck in traffic. But he was so busy and so sought after that he never had to do rehearsals. Never had. They always had stand-ins for him. And then he'd get there in time and they'd hand him the script and And he'd go on cold. And And so he's probably reading this cold as you're listening to this episode of The Shadow. Yeah, I mean... That's how you do it. <laughs> that's how, well, that's how you get the most bang out of your buck. You're that's doing all true. these shows. I mean, he would do sometimes 30, 40 radio shows in a week, and he had to get to the studio, and he was like, I can't do rehearsals. I can't be here right. for the rehearsal. That's how I feel. You know, just right. let's go and do it. I don't yeah, need just, to waste my no, time. No, you're a pro. You don't yeah, need that. I'm above it all, really. You're Lisa Wolf. <laughs> you're Lisa Wolf, and, and, you know, and, and just, I don't do rehearsals. That's right. All right, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to the shadow after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Lisa, look, I have the latest Good Old Days magazine. I have the May-June. I guess I'm special. They sent it to me early. Yeah, you know I mean? that looks like you right there on the cover. Right? Which the, one? This the guy? The shorter guy. <laughs> There's a little lassie dog there with a little collie. Yeah. yeah. The little guy on the right. Folks, if you have not ever read Good Old Days magazine, you're really missing out because... There's no other magazine that is more like our show, really. It's like our show in a magazine, right? Good old days. It's the magazine that remembers the best of times. There's all these amazing articles about nostalgia, about the the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And uh, it's published six times a year, each full color, 8.5 by 11 issue, 
features dozens of nostalgic stories, vintage photos, home cooking recipes, which you could use, Lisa. Oh, that's Trust me. For certain. I've had dinner at your house. You could use these recipes. Original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements, much, much more. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com. Scroll down to the Good Old Days banner and click the special banner because you will save a whopping 75%. Normally, you can get 12, you can get a two year subscription, 12 issues is $71.88. You ready for this? 18 bucks because you're a Hollywood 360 listener. I mean, you're going to get 12 issues, $18. I mean, come on. You will love this magazine. And I write a full-page article uh, about a classic radio series. In um, I, here's here's my article right here, Lisa. See it? Mm-hmm. Command Performance. And then you can digitally download an episode of Command Performance. So uh, each each issue I write, my column is called Good Old Days on the Radio. That would make sense. Doesn't that? I mean, it makes sense. It really does. Um, but... You know, just because I'm biased, I like my article, of course. Mm-hmm. But there's other great articles. There's all probably kinds not of as stuff. good as that one. No, but sure, but that's you know. okay. That's all right. Um, anyway, here it is: the May, the May, uh, June, two, uh, 2023. So, folks, uh, go to our website, Hollywood360Radio.com. Scroll down, click the Good Old Days banner, save seventy five percent, get twelve issues for only eighteen dollars. Plus, you'll also get a free gift. They also send you a gift on top of Is all that of the cookbook? that. There's a cookbook. Yeah, they may, they may switch the gift up. Oh, I don't know. When true. I did it, it was a, a, a cookbook. Uh, it was a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you're going to love Good Old Days magazine, so check it out. All right, and I know you're going to love the conclusion now to Orson Welles in the Shadow. Faster, Margo, faster. The colonel's in a hurry. The car's going as fast as it can, Lamont. Yes, we'll be there in a minute, Cranston. Uh, Dr. Harris. Yes? I say, have you any idea what this mysterious disease might be? Well, unfortunately, no. That's why I brought Dr. Colanzo along. From the symptoms described, it is something entirely new in medical science. We've got to save those men and check the disease. I'll do my best, sir. This thing has spread very rapidly, Doctor. It, it might almost be some new form of... Oriental plague. Oriental plague? Here? In the United States? Oh, nonsense. Well, Doctor, I've seen disease spread like wildfire in the Far East. You know, I'd like to take a look at this, Colonel. Well, I'm afraid that's impossible, Mr. Cranston. Well, why, Harris? The post has been quarantined by General Order, sir. We can't ignore that order. But Colanza's going in. Yes. I am a doctor, Mr. Cranston. And besides, Cranston, you might catch the disease. Well, I... I don't mind taking that chance. Well, that's very brave of you, sir, but I'm afraid we can't allow it. The order is definite quarantine against civilians. Yes, I'm afraid the doctor's right, Lamont. In the army, orders are orders. Very well. Just as you say, sir. No, oh, it, it, it's just around the bend, Miss Lane. Pull up alongside the gate. You are right here, Miss Lane. All right. <sighs> here we are. Halt. Who goes there? Colonel Torrance. Advance to be recognized, Colonel Torrance. Well, thanks for the lift, Lamont. Don't mention it. Come on, Dr. Colenza, hurry. I am ready. Good night, Miss Lane. Good night, gentlemen. I still wish you'd let me go in and take a look around. Well, I'm afraid that's out of the question entirely, Mr. Cranston. Uh, Come on, Colenza. Coming? It's nice of you to offer, my boy. Goodbye. Goodbye, Colonel. Well, 
I suppose we might as well drive back to the hotel. Just a moment, Marco. I'm getting out here. Getting out here? But Lamont... I'm going to take a look at this disease, Margot. You know, there was a queer look on Kalanza's face when I mentioned it might have an oriental origin. Yes, but the the sentries won't let you in, Lamont. The the place is quarantined. They'll have a very hard time quarantining a shadow. Lamont, you mean you're going in there as the shadow? Yes, Margot. When the car door slams, I shall immediately become the shadow. Who's there? Say... Now, wait a minute, miss. Oh, well, you want something, soldier? Why, I I just heard the car door slam. Did somebody get out? Well, you don't see anybody, do you? No. No, ma'am, but I, I thought I saw... Well, I guess it's all right. That's kind of funny. Hey, Joe! Yeah? I could have sworn I saw somebody get out of that car. Anybody go through the gate? Hey, there's enough floodlights here to light up the entire army. I didn't see a soul. I don't know. I thought I saw a man, and then just like that, there wasn't anybody there. Uh, you must be getting punchy. <laughs> Just lie still. He's raving again, nurse. He was all right a minute ago, Dr. Bresnan. My head. It burns. That's the fever. Comes in waves. Moments, he's quite rational. Who's there? Who broke the glass? I heard a glass break. Get Dr. Harris. Maybe he can get that fever down. I can. Right away, Dr. Bresnan. I've got to go look after those other patients. Shut the door after us, nurse. I'm on fire. Order. Order, please. Glass. Hear it? Broken glass. Steve. Steve, can you hear me? Listen to me. Who who is... Oh, someone there? You must tell me something, Steve. It's important. Where are you? I can't see. Don't worry. Even if you can't see me. There's there's only a voice. I'm here, Steve, here in the shadows. Listen to me. Yes? Listen. Quickly, before the fever returns. Tell me, why do you keep repeating the words... Broken glass. Broken glass. Yes. You keep saying it over and over. Why? I don't know. I... Think, Steve. <laughs> Think. What is there about broken glass? Glass. glass. Think, glass. son. Glass. Broken glass. Oh. Oh, I know. Yes? That's last night in the barracks. When, when all the fellows were asleep, yes, I... Steve? I woke up. I thought I heard something. And... Like glass breaking. In the room, Steve? Yes. Yes. Just a little tinkle. Like someone had dropped a tiny glass. And then a few hours later, we we were all sick. I... <laughs> oh, my ass. Who broke glass? <laughs> all right. Shut the door, Doctor. Nurse tells me this one is quite bad. One of the new ones. Great Scott. What is it? What's the matter? Oh, my ass. Why, this boy, he, he's my nephew. Your nephew? Yes, my sister's son, Steve. Steve. Steve, how do you feel, boy? This is unfortunate, Harris. Well, I thought he was home on leave. He wasn't due back this week. Is, is he fatally ill, Colenza? Too bad, Harris. I give him two days of more. Oh, no, 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 he can't die. I am sorry, but it is unavoidable. Uncle Nick, Uncle Nick, help me. Colenza, you've got to do something for him. Nothing can be done. Steve, Steve, it's Uncle Nick, Steve. I'm here. Uncle Nick, oh, help. Please, 
Glass. Oh, boy, delirious, But save him. Impossible. There is no cure. But Steve is my nephew. Steve. Be quiet, you fool. Come, let us go to your office. No, 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 I must stay here. Come up, I have to drag you. Now brace up, Harris. Don't lose your nerve. Come on, man. Broken glass. Oh, Uncle Nick. Someone. Broken glass. Yes, Steve. Someone broke glass. And I mean to learn just what your Uncle Nick had to do with it. He and Gregor Kalanza. <laughs> Kalanza, you've got to do something for Steve. What can I do? I told you the disease was fatal. I don't care about the others. Steve's different. He's my sister's son. That's all you said. I am sorry. Kalanza, tell me. Isn't there some sort of serum? No. But you gave me antitoxin. That was to prevent your catching the fever. It is different. Your nephew is already infected. There is no hope now. There's got to be. Harris, pull yourself together. You are being well paid. I know, but money won't give Steve back to my sister. I told you I was sorry. But there is nothing to be done. Nothing. I am going back to the wards. The progress of the disease is very interesting. Oh, don't be so callous. I am a scientist, Harris. Now, get hold of yourself, man. Remember... A soldier died this morning. It is murder now. Murder? Yes. And death is the penalty for that. So you'd better keep quiet about it. I will see you later. Oh, Kalanza! Later. Oh, oh Steve. <laughs> Steve. Weeping won't help Steve, Dr. Harris. Eh? Who spoke? Who's there? A shadow. Your nephew is dying, Dr. Harris. Uh, who are you? Where are you? I am here, although you cannot see me, Dr. Harris. What do you want with me? You and Gregor Kalanza are responsible for this disease. No, no, you're wrong. I don't know anything about it. You cannot lie to the shadow, Doctor. I tell you, I know nothing. Then your nephew dies, Doctor. Dies horribly. Oh, stop it, will you? Stop it! The voice of the shadow is never silent. When there is evil... I won't talk to you. I won't talk to you. I'm getting out of here. You cannot escape from the shadow. Leave me alone. <laughs> we shall meet again, Dr. Harris. And then... <laughs> Here's the test tube you wanted, Dr. Harris. All right, put it down, man. Put it down. Yes, sir. Now leave me alone. I've got to find the serum that will counteract the effect of this fever. Yes, sir. Good luck, sir. Let's see, where's, where's that culture? Oh, yes. Uh, now, now this formula will only work. All right, Dr. Harris. Steve is dying. Oh, you. You dropped your test tube, Doctor. Just the way you dropped one in the barracks and spread the germs. You know that. But I didn't. I didn't. Tell the truth, Doctor. Think of Steve. Oh, you fiend. Will you leave me alone? I must find a serum that will cure him. Only Gregor Kalanza can give you that in time. Who is he? Where's he from? Uh, I don't know anything about him. Is Kalanza more to you than your nephew? Speak, man. Kalanza got you into this, didn't he? And now Steve is dying. Dying, Harris. Stop dying. it. Stop it. I tell you, I can't stand it. Let me out of here. in my room. Now, wait, I, I must lock the door. 
Locked and bolted. Now he can't get in. That voice coming from nowhere, always in my ears. Oh, I'm going crazy. Where's my bag? I've got to get away. Leave Steve dead behind you, Doctor? How did you get in here? I'm with you all the time, Doctor. Oh, please. Go away. Please leave me in peace. There is no peace, Doctor, for a man who will let his nephew die in agony. Oh, I'd save him if I could. Believe me, but I... I don't know how. Alanza knows. But he says there's no cure. Did you believe him? He had an antitoxin, didn't he? Perhaps he has a serum that will cure the disease once it is developed. But he told me... He got you into this crime, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he promised me wealth. I've always been poor. Why did he pick this army base for his crime? Because if he's successful, it means the entire army will be wiped out in this way. United States Army? Yes. This disease would wipe out whole armies. Then invasion would be a simple matter. But you can't isolate the germ. There's no cure. There must be a cure. Kalanza would have one. But he says there is none. There must be. Make him tell you what it is. Otherwise, your nephew dies. But I can't help him. Or this country, either. Steve is dying, and you're afraid to cross the one man who might cure him. What is Kalanza compared to your sister's son? He got you into this. Make him help you. Uh, all right. All right, yes. Yes, I will. But hurry. He's out there now. Watching the soldiers die. Watching Steve and the other men he's poisoned. And enjoying it, Harris. Enjoying it. I'll, I'll get him to my office. And make him give me that serum. That's it. I'll make him. Hurry, Doctor. Hurry. This way, Colonel Torrance. Tell me, who are you? I am known as the Shadow Colonel. Please do not waste more time in wondering that you cannot see me. I told you I could clear up the mystery of this epidemic. I will keep my promise, sir. Just step in here, please. All right. Wait a minute. This is Dr. Harris' office. Yes. You'll know the whole story in a few moments, Colonel. Get behind the screen, please. Don't move until I give the word. Here they come. Come in here, Colonel. Harris, have you lost your mind? Maybe. Dragging me out of the wards like that. You must be mad. Now, you'd be crazy, too. If that... If that thing followed you around all day... That thing? What are you talking a about? A voice, Colonel. A voice. Something that you can't see, but you can hear him all right. He keeps talking, talking. Oh, Harris, snap out of it. I tell you, I heard him. He knows all about you and me and the disease. Who knows all this? That voice, the voice. He knows everything. Ah, you're dreaming. Seeing your nephew sick has upset you. Yes, we we made my nephew, Stephen, get the disease, Colonel. Well, he is not the only one. But he's got to be cured. Oh, don't start that again. There isn't any cure. You're lying. Harris, don't be a fool. I can't afford Then there is a serum that will cure the disease. Well, what if there is? I am not wasting it on your precious nephew. Oh, yes, you are. Harris, put down that gun. You listen to me, Kalanza. Either you give me the formula for that serum or I'll kill you. I mean it. The formula is worth a fortune, Harris. It will make us both rich if you will only use your head. Never mind the talk. And don't try reaching for your gun either. I'm watching you. The formula for the serum, quick. All right. Where is it? In my pocket. It never leaves my wallet. Give it to me. Oh, just a minute. Here. Take it. <sighs> Thanks. Now I can save Steve. If you know enough medicine to read that formula. I must read it. I must read it. Yes. Yes, it's plain enough. I can make this serum. Look. It says you take it. This it. Alice, you fool. 
Did you think I really meant to have you get my serum? Die like the others. Now, I will take back my formula. No, I'll take that paper, Calanza. What? Who snatched that paper? I did, Dr. Calanza. Hey, voice. Harris was right. Dr. Harris was quite right. Give me back my formula. I'll shoot. What will you shoot at, Doctor? You're not shooting, Calanza. Throw up your hands. And it's Drop that gun. Never. Take it, then. Calanza's dead, Colonel. Ever a man deserved to be shot? It's that murderer. Yes. Yeah. Take the formula to the laboratory. Get the serum made up and hurry. Well, what about you, Shadow? My work is finished, Colonel. Rest is up to your medical staff. Calanza and Harris dreamed of power and wealth to be acquired through mass murder. Such dreams are dearly bought. The price of Calanza's dream and Harris's traitorship was death. The hidden menace to the armed strength of our country has been uncovered and destroyed. You have been listening to a dramatized version of one of the many copyrighted stories which appear in the Shadow Magazine, now on sale at your local newsstand. characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. I always want to know, what's so funny? He's, like, he's always laughing at the end of that. It's a sinister. Weed of it's crime, not funny. It's there's sinister. bitter fruit, crime does not pay, the shadows. He's not <laughs> laughing in comedy, he's laughing Man, in what's sinister. what's so funny? You know, like, 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 funny like, how? Funny like, like, how? like a clown? Like, like I'm a clown? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here to make you, to amuse you? I'm here to make you laugh? Yeah. Anyway, that is the shadow murder on approval. And uh, that starred Orson Welles as Lamont Cranston and Margot Stevenson, who I interviewed. She yeah. was wonderful. She was so great to uh, interview her. It was over the phone, but she was sweet as can be. And she said that she is pretty positive that they named the character Margot Lane after her. She said, I was cast as uh, the the lovely Margot Lane, and they were like, I like your name, so I'm going to just use your name as Margot Lane. I like that name, too. So, And she she spelled it with uh, a T at the end, M-A-R-G-O-T. Ken Roberts doing the announcing, um, as heard uh, on Mutual, June 2nd, 1938, The Shadow. All right, time for This Month in Music History. All right, we're going back to 1970. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. It's just too high. You got it. You got what it. Go above and beyond. Push yourself, Carl. I can't do so the high this stuff. This is Joy to the World by Three Dog Night, also known by its opening lyrics. 
joy to the world. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Oh, Jeremiah was listening. a bullfrog. Oh. Um, so this uh, was originally on their album Naturally in 1970. Naturally. Like he was like naturally. naturally. Third base. That's right. Naturally. Who's on first? <laughs> That's right. We just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good song. I remember this. I remember my brother playing this song all the time. It's a great song. My my brother and my sisters were like 12, 13, and 14 years older. So as a kid, you know, when I was five, six, they were playing all these songs all the time in the in the living room. They had the 45. Sure. And this was a this was a song my brother played a well, lot. I only choose the best of the best, Carl, for Hollywood 360. Good job, Lisa. <laughs> All right, thanks. So when we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360, so stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's a true crime case on gangbusters from 1948. But first... We'll play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition, right, Lisa? And that's right. We're going to be talking about popular TV theme songs. Ah, and, popular uh, TV theme mm-hmm. songs. Right. I think and of one right now. There's always a pizza on the line. So, mm. Are you going to play the Friends one? That's a kind of I, a famous one. I am one. not. We did Friends a little earlier today, so a little variety is always good. All right. That's all in our next hour. Don't miss it. Right here on Hollywood 360. Stick around. Hey everybody, Jared Sebastian, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.